Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the world of The Voltage Effect by the remarkable John A. List. This powerful book serves as a critical guide for navigating the constantly shifting business landscape and truly mastering the art of scaling. John A. List, the author of this insightful guide, is a distinguished professor of economics at the University of Chicago, known for his groundbreaking research and substantial contributions to behavioral and experimental economics. List's expertise is well documented through his 200-plus peer-reviewed journal articles and textbooks. His commendable skills in economics are further demonstrated in his international bestseller, The Y-Axis. The Voltage Effect brilliantly encapsulates four essential secrets that lead to successful scalability. These keys are pivotal for those who are aiming for exponential growth, be it ambitious entrepreneurs or seasoned business leaders facing scaling challenges. The book is also a fascinating read for curious minds, eager to delve deeper into the dynamics of organizational expansion. So buckle up and get ready as we unfold the secrets of scalability in The Voltage Effect. Let's turn up the voltage on your potential today with this episode of 20-Minute Books. The Voltage Effect, How to Make Good Ideas Great and Great Ideas Scale. Introduction, Discovering the Pathway to Exponential Growth. Let's redefine scaling. You're an enterprising individual with a brand new, intriguing business concept. It's novel, disruptive, and you firmly believe that your new product or service has the potential to redefine its respective industry. You're bubbling with anticipation, imagining the limitless potential of your brainchild. But here lies a critical question that will inevitably rear its head. Does your promising idea possess the vital capability to scale and drive long-term profitability? Scale is not just about expansion. It's about sustaining your business model while it amplifies without losing its core essence or functionality. It's not just about becoming bigger or faster, but becoming better in a manner that provides persistent, increasing value to your business. In essence, scaling is an intricate dance between art and science. Are you curious to delve deeper into this concept? In this summary, we'll expose the frequent traps that parade as growth indicators, but may lead you off course. You'll understand why understanding your target audience is vital for judging your idea's scalability and why keeping an eagle eye on scaling costs is an absolute must. And there's more to uncover. As we proceed, we'll unravel the four lesser-known secrets that can unlock the scalability of your concept. Ranging from understanding scalable incentives to fostering a scalable company culture, Each secret presents thought-provoking insights and pragmatic strategies to revolutionize your perception of growth. So buckle up to amplify your pathway to success. Part 1. Unlocking the Elements of Scalability. A three-pronged approach. As you prepare to elevate your business or idea, it's imperative to comprehend and ace the three-pillar foundation of scalability. The initial step is to stay alert for the voltage drop a scenario where an idea that thrives on a small scale loses its profitability as it escalates. 
Remember the infamous tale of Theranos? The health tech enterprise led by Elizabeth Holmes bagged over $700 million from investors due to a revolutionary yet non-existent portable blood testing technology. The venture was pegged at a whopping $9 billion. But when the bluff was called and the fraudulent scaling of this non-existent technology was exposed, it led to one of the most infamous corporate collapses in history. The second step requires understanding your audience profoundly. The degree of your scaling success hinges on your knowledge of what your target audience really needs. Case in point, the ill-fated blue light special sales stunt by Kmart demonstrates the dangers of failing to understand your audience. The initiative tanked when the corporate team blindly standardized discounted items, neglecting the regional preferences of their customers. Lastly, make sure you sidestep the cost trap in scaling. Essentially, the principle of economies of scale should work in your favor. The cost efficiency should improve with the operational size. If an idea becomes pricier with growth, that's a glaring red flag. You need to ensure that your budget constraints won't stifle the replication of your initial success on a bigger scale. Don't shy away from questioning. Will scaling infringe any of my non-negotiables? Consider the case of Arivale, a company that, despite raising $50 million in capital funds and achieving the title of Startup of the Year in 2016, fell victim to the cost trap. Its extensively personalized services, underpinned by intricate scientific processes, became costlier as the company grew, contravening the economies of scale principle. In summary, successful scaling is a nuanced act of balance. You need to strategize which components of your business deserve magnification. By weeding out subpar products, understanding your audience better, and effectively managing costs throughout, the journey of scaling becomes more manageable. Now with this foundation cemented, let's unlock the four keys to tapping into your idea's scalability potential. Part two, catalyzing scalability with clever incentives. With a solid foundation for scaling in place, let's explore the first key to scaling success, incentives. These tiny catalysts can effectively steer everyone, be it your employees or customers, towards the path you envision. Remember Uber's early days and its much appreciated no tipping policy? Things took a turn when drivers began asking for tips, likely influenced by Lyft's inclusion of an in-app tipping feature. Consequently, Uber decided to hop onto the tipping trend. While this move did attract more drivers, it neither drastically improved the service nor made the drivers significantly wealthier. The fascinating part? Only 1% of users regularly tipped. Yet the entire tipping episode underlined the potency of smartly adapting incentives to suit your specific situation. Let's delve deeper into the power of incentives. Generally, the norm is to work first and then receive a reward. But how about flipping the order? Receive the reward first and then work to retain it. This approach, known as the clawback method, capitalizes on our instinct to hold on to what we already have. Take the ingenious example of One Leader Group, a Chinese electronics manufacturing company. They decided to give their employees a bonus up front, which the employees could keep 
provided they met their weekly production targets. This simple yet effective strategy boosted productivity by over 1%. The beauty of the clawback approach is its adaptability across diverse cultures and situations and its scalability. Even small bonuses can influence behavior and enhance productivity, especially when viewed as something one could lose. However, tread cautiously. It's important to remember that individuals with abundant risk experiences tend to be less anxious about potential losses. Moreover, maintaining ethical standards is paramount. Setting unrealistic goals or overstressing your team is unacceptable, as is failing to disperse bonuses when targets are met. Now that you've grasped the strategic advantages of incentives, let's venture into the next secret. Marginal thinking. Part 3. Making strategic choices with marginal thinking. Have you ever found yourself caught in a grocery store dilemma, wrestling with the choice between a tempting candy bar and a healthier apple? Unbeknownst to many, you're essentially performing a cost-benefit analysis, a staple tactic in economics. This same strategy is also applicable when deciding on a gym membership or hunting for a new apartment. Guess what? This line of thought proves to be immensely helpful while scaling a business, too. Owing to the marginal revolution of the late 19th century, we've developed an acute sense of the value derived from different items without getting excessively entangled in details. That's why gold is pricier than food, and diamonds cost more than water. It's all about the level of satisfaction, or, as economists put it, the utility. When steering a business, continuously practicing marginal thinking is crucial. Mere data collection doesn't cut it. You need to delve into the data, identifying what's working, what's not, and where improvements could be made. Just like you eventually choose the apple over the candy bar, because you know it'll benefit your health in the long run. However, there's one steep learning curve to marginal thinking, making mistakes. We all stumble at times. When you're implementing marginal thinking for your business, you'll come across sunk costs, resources you've invested that cannot be recovered. The instinctive response might be to pour in more time and money to rectify these errors, but that's seldom a viable solution. Knowing when to cut your losses is an invaluable skill. Of course, such decisions aren't always straightforward. Admitting a mistake, especially when it impacts your reputation or job, can be daunting, but it's invariably worthwhile. To avoid getting mired in past mistakes, some businesses regularly rotate responsibilities among employees, allowing for fresh perspectives. A noteworthy example comes from the initial years of Lyft. During an executive meeting, CEO Logan Green and his team were dissecting a spreadsheet of their returns on advertising expenditures. A startling trend emerged. Marginal returns from Facebook ads were considerably lower than those from Google. In retrospect, this wasn't a data blunder, but rather a failure to employ marginal thinking. Fortunately, Lyft decided to enhance its marginal gains by reallocating the budget from Facebook to Google thereby strategically curbing costs, especially when the COVID-19 pandemic struck the ride-sharing sector. Taking a cue from Green and his team, you need to harness the power of marginal thinking. More often than not, it's your ticket to initiating groundbreaking changes in your business. With marginal thinking as a part of your arsenal, 
let's delve into the next secret of scaling, the ability to quit when necessary. Part four, embracing the power of strategic surrender. Knowing when to throw in the towel can be just as critical as nurturing your best ideas. This might seem paradoxical, considering the usual advice about staying determined and resilient. However, it ties in nicely with the concept of opportunity cost. The notion that every choice to walk down one path inevitably means forfeiting other possible paths. Strategic surrender allows you to channel your energy, time, and resources more wisely. Essentially, it's about striking an advantageous trade-off. Imagine a parallel reality where John List, the author and esteemed economist, is a professional golfer. While such a life might have been personally satisfying, List's prowess as an economist has enabled him to contribute more significantly to his field and society at large. This isn't to devalue the contributions of golfers, but to emphasize the need to identify and utilize our unique talents. In List's scenario, his impact as an economist yielded the greatest dividends. At times, it's vital to discern when to relinquish one skill and transition towards another that can create a larger ripple effect in our lives. Here's another instance derived from List's personal life. His son was once deliberating between two baseball bats. He'd saved enough money for the top-tier bat, but List introduced him to the concept of opportunity cost. If his son chose the less expensive bat, he'd still have enough money left to purchase a new baseball glove. This uncomplicated lesson in weighing trade-offs between options beautifully illustrates the broader principle of opportunity cost in decision-making. Sure, realizing when to quit can be daunting. After all, quitting necessitates acknowledging sunk costs and grappling with the uncertainty of the unknown ahead. However, it's crucial to remember that these sunk costs, in terms of time, money, or both, are in the past. They shouldn't be used as compasses to navigate your future decisions. Rather than ruminating over these reflective markers, concentrate on the present and future possibilities to maximize your resources. Still skeptical about the potential benefits of quitting? Consider an experiment list. Conducted with a colleague in 2013, participants were asked to flip a virtual coin to guide them in uncertain decisions, like resigning from a job or ending a relationship. Surprisingly, those who welcomed change and chose to quit found themselves happier six months down the line than those who stuck to their original situation. In a nutshell, acknowledge when it's time to call it quits and boldly seize the chance to shift gears towards a direction that might yield a better and more sustainable outcome. Letting go of a promising yet non-profitable idea can be difficult, but the benefits generally surpass the emotional and pragmatic costs. Hence, periodically evaluate your trajectory, consider your opportunity costs, and don't shy away from changing course if need be. Now that you've deciphered what it takes to scale a business, let's unravel how to scale your organizational culture. After all, the people you invest in can either make or break your venture. Part 5. Amplifying the Human Factor in Business Growth Focusing on scaling your business is essential for growth, but underestimating the critical role of simultaneously scaling your company culture could become a potential pitfall. The ethos, values, and behaviors that constitute your company culture can either amplify or undermine your ascent to success. 
How do you construct a scalable company culture then? There are three principal steps to follow. Steer clear of meritocracy missteps, nurture trust and collaboration, and master the art of a meaningful apology when things don't go as planned. First, let's dissect the potential drawbacks of a mismanaged meritocracy. Uber serves as a textbook example of the potential derailment that can ensue. While Uber touted a culture that rewarded excellence, in practice, favoritism, and office politics often prevailed. This resulted in a hostile environment where only the most vocal and influential voices were recognized and rewarded, causing the majority of employees to feel marginalized and undervalued. When paired with an ultra-competitive ethos, this concocted a perfect storm for a talent exodus and deterred potential recruits. In contrast, fostering trust and cooperation can sculpt a more positive and productive workplace ambience. Netflix is an exemplar in this regard. The digital streaming giant has curated a culture of freedom and responsibility, where employees are trusted to execute their roles without the constant monitoring of micromanagement. This reliance on trust fuels superior performance and engenders an uplifting working climate. Furthermore, Netflix comprehends the ripple effect of group success. It links remuneration to its overall triumph, fostering synergy and a harmonious sense of competition. This approach has enabled it to scale without jeopardizing its overall business functionality. Regardless of your best laid plans, there will inevitably be bumps in the road. Mishaps are a part of any journey, but it's your response to them that will shape the narrative. This begins by cultivating a culture that acknowledges and apologizes for its shortcomings from the outset. When trust is compromised, heartfelt apologies from your organization can restore it. Consider Uber's experience. Numerous reports of driver misconduct could have been mitigated with a simple, sincere apology to its customers. Regrettably, such an apology was not forthcoming, and Uber's reputation consequently suffered. To summarize, Scaling your company culture is as critical as scaling your business operations. It's not solely about statistics, it's about the people who comprise your organization and the environment you design for them. A positive, inclusive culture doesn't materialize by chance. It's the result of deliberate, consistent, and focused efforts. Final summary. You've now successfully navigated the terrain of effective scaling. Backing your intuition, strategizing and offering enticing incentives, adopting a marginal outlook, knowing when to strategically withdraw, and fostering a company culture that scales seamlessly. The pathway to successful scaling now lies open before you. Embrace these strategies, fortify your scaling blueprint, and unlock the boundless potential of your enterprise. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.